but here it is, the Bourbon Brothers Podcast. And welcome to the Bourbon and Brothers podcast. My name is Flynn. I'm going to be one of the hosts for the evening. I'm here with my fellow hosts, Jacob Pretty. Boom. Cat, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> this is marriage. <laughs> Cat, <laughs> this is marriage. Are you okay? I just want to make sure I didn't break that. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. Uh, boom shakalaka. Yeah, this is this is marriage. This is wedded bliss. It's our first um, podcast since you got married. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll, we won't talk about that. That's fine. What? We just did. <laughs> we already did. I don't know if we need to say more. <laughs> and then Flynn you made Cat worry. where he announced Aaron Carter's death as a fun fact I did. at the wedding uh, reception. And Kevin That's Reynolds spewed wine out of his nose. True. Kevin's <laughs> here. Flynn did that. <laughs> I am also here. Yeah, we. Jacob's like we don't need to talk about my wedding, but we did so much time on Huffcamp's internet and dog <laughs> ownership, so that's fine. How's it How's it going? Happy to be here. Boom shakalaka. We did spend relative little, relatively little time on my engagement, so it seems fitting that you have spent way yeah, more. Oh, we intentionally on ignored it. That was a funny, funny bit. Huffcamp's here too. If that was, I clear. am. How's it going, guys? <laughs> He's the loudest of us all. Of course. I'm a little too loud for this evening, but I was still no. this evening. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Steve Nicks. Yeah. So be sure yeah, to follow evenings. us on the Instagrams. Uh, I'm not sure we do Twitter anymore. Um, are we verified? Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. I spent the $8. Eight, you spent $8 to get us verified? I spent the okay. $8. That's fair. Um, Did you really get it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. I, I would, I, let me be clear. I would have and will do it, um, but technology and i don't really I, I tried to do it for myself and couldn't figure it out i like to give so. billionaires money that they don't need so you should do that um speaking of billionaires and getting money you should uh join our patreon because we're super rich and need your money your need your three dollars a month um really what it is is flynn has started to do some of the editing now so he wants to get paid yeah yeah it's I, I just do it I'm on the clock kidding. at my job, so it's fine. Yeah, I, it's I get paid criminally for low wages in, in a hostile work environment at work. <laughs> right? so my boss just just don't tell my boss about it. it he 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 won't be very tall. Uh, anyway, my uh, tonight I am drinking um, some. Oh, um, here too. Oh, we already said we did, that, we Jacob. That. Just <laughs> oh, go back to being. How's it going, guys? <laughs> Now, is it different than it was a few minutes ago? How's it going? <laughs> he was super loud about it. Oh, yeah, too. he was super yeah. loud. Sorry, I've already had several bourbons and wines. Oh, this will bourbons. go well. Great. I've, yeah, that's great. <laughs> I'm sure no one's going to get upset. <laughs> uh, yeah, because yeah, we're ranking something mm. actually I care about. Um, so tonight I'm drinking um, Michter's. Uh, it is their 10-year-old mm. rye. Uh, it's quite hard to find. I won it in a little contest. Um, cracked it open uh, for some some football on Saturday over at Colin's house. We did a little rye tasting. Uh, it is phenomenal. Uh, it is one of the more unique ryes I've ever tried. Straight rye, 100%, 90 proof, 10 years old, super duper oaky, um, and what the age has done is taken that pepperiness from the rye out. And so it's just a little bit of spice, a little bit of sweet, a um, little bit of tang from that from that rye, and super oaky. Very smooth. Uh, 10 out of 10 would get this any other time. 
Jacob, what bottle are you looking at? Uh, so I'm actually drinking um, <clears throat> Square Six. Uh, this was a bottle that... Um, hey, uh, James loves yeah. cocks. Yeah. Uh, what? So not, it w- wasn't James Cox, but uh, Will J., who's a good family friend um, and who actually uh, I got to kind of do the bourbon tasting at my wedding um, during the reception or during the cocktail hour. Um, he brought a bottle of this over, Square Six. Right, and uh, who's, the, high... who's the master distiller who makes that? Our fraternity brother, James Cox. Yes. Right, James Cox, yes. What I, was, what I was getting to was I was bringing up Will J because Will J is the one who introduced me to it. Will J had a hand in it. Less interesting. But what? <laughs> Just as interesting because then at my wedding, Will, Will J was like, oh, you know James Cox. I was like, yes, I know James Cox. We all know James Cox. Everybody here that you just poured bourbon to knows James Cox. Anyways, it's very delicious. It's I a like super how you got mad at him for <laughs> acting surprised that you knew James Cox. No, Everyone that was more does. of me getting that was more of me. the whiskey. <laughs> I was mad at I was mad at Kevin just now for interrupting my story. Um, Listen, but anyway, it's been all about you for months now. Can it be about anything other than you? Yes, yes, it has been all about me for months and weeks and days and. I'm back from Italy. I'm done drinking wine. I'm back to drinking bourbon. This is delicious. It's a very heavy it's rye bourbon. Fantastic. Yeah, which is that's big compliment coming from Kevin, who does not like rye. It's not a rye. It's a high rye bourbon, and it's fantastic. Okay. My mother uh, bunged the 60th barrel of that on her birthday. Interesting. Mm-hmm. They make one barrel a day at the Evan Williams Bourbon Experience in downtown Louisville on Old Whiskey Row. And our friend James, and fraternity brother James Cox, was working there, and he, I uh, let him know we were coming on my mom's birthday, and he had us pulled off the tour so that she could bung the one barrel they'd made that day. Um, and so she got a little thing signed on it, and we're waiting on finding if, if single barrel number sixty sold somewhere so I can buy bunches of bottles of it um, as a present for mom. But it was a big deal. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, shout out Kathy. It's good stuff. It's really good. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's great. It's very delicious. I like it a lot. Um, it's great and neat. Anyways, Hove, what you drinking? I'm drinking um, something that I have been – it's been catching my eye, and then I got a deal. Um, so I'm drinking Monk's Road, mm. the 5th District Series. Um, there's a lot of things on it. So Monk's Road, 5th District Series, Cold Spring Distillery. Um, however, it is Logstill Distillery that produces it. I'm pretty sure they source this particular label – um, but it is six years old, single barrel, 100 proof whiskey out of Gethsemane, Kentucky, which is why it's called Monk's Road and why it was so eye catching to me. Because if you don't know, Gethsemane, Kentucky is home of a monastery. And so uh, I was hoping the monks distilled it. They did not. Uh, well, it doesn't say. Maybe they did. But um, I found this at a local liquor store for forty nine fifty or something like that. And it's regular like $80. So... Um, couldn't pass that up. That's right in my wheelhouse of I'll spend that money, um, especially when it's cheaper than other places. Um, so it's very good. I'm a little disappointed that they didn't distill it themselves and that they sourced it, but, um, they can keep picking whiskey like this. I don't know that I would quite pay the full price for it, but 50 seems about right. Um, it, it's very flavorful and very smooth. Um, and so it kind of has a very strong oaky presence 
that I'm enjoying. And then as it goes down, it doesn't, um, you know, it doesn't hit too hard back there. Little, little bit of the rye nodes, but, um, just overall pretty good pour. So I'm enjoying it. And, uh, if you're here for DMM, maybe you, uh, will get to try a little bit as well if you want. Kevin, have you talked about whiskey yet? I, I feel like I'm not usually. No, I, no, I've not. Um, Flynn wanted to make it more about Jacob again, so he skipped me. I normally go second. Um, but I'm having something interesting. We've done so many of these that I don't know if I've ever had this product before. Um, so I, I don't think I have, but it, I could be wrong at this point. I drink so much random stuff, so we're not all like, this is Eagle Rare. Um, but um, This for gardening. Yes, yeah, of course, <laughs> it's for butterfly gardening. Did you garden um, today? So I did not. That's why I'm not drinking Eagle Rare. <laughs> In um, in Lebanon, Indiana, there's a, a a jailhouse called the Boone County Jail, and the Boone County Jailhouse is is now home to a distillery called Boone County Jail Distillery, where they make a product called Kinnard and Drake. Now, Kinnard and Drake is sourced from MGP. Um, their normal label is a black label. It's something like um, uh, it's an eleven barrel blend of five year, thirty six percent high rye bourbons. Um, from MGP that's about 92 proof. Uh, what I'm having is a store pick that was done. Uh, it's the single barrel, barrel select store pick that was done by Cork and Bottle up the road here. It's 115.7 proof. Um, it's fantastic. What really caught my eye about it was uh, these guys do good store picks. It was a high, high proof bourbon that I've never had before. It was a pretty good price. And um, Kennard and Drake, which is, again, Boone County Jail Distillery, is a female and veteran-owned business. Um, and so in the month of November when I bought it, we were celebrating Veterans Day, and so a lot of people were talking about that. This is very good. It's got a, um, uh, like, I mean, it has a lot of rye notes to it, of course, but um, the char notes on it are fairly understated. Um, and I get a little, like, toasted honey flavor on there, which is kind of interesting. Um, that I would absolutely come back for. Um, it's quite good. Um, here's what it looks like to the gentleman who can see me. Um, and it's, it's really good. Kennard and Drake, I guess, were um, explorer, scholar, military men, and po- politicians that founded Boone County, Indiana. Um, so that's who it's named after. Kennard and Drake, single barrel bourbon, quite good. Flynn, are we doing stuff? We're doing stuff today. We're going to do a nerd debate. Doing stuff. And we're going to rank. Throwing it back to some classics. You have not noticed uh, because we release so (laughs) sporadically, but we have actually not recorded in like a month. Um, So this is the first time. It's all about pretty. Yeah, it's all about Jacob. He got got wedded and... we have not seen him since. He went off to Italy and met the Pope and uh, drank some wine and yep. spoke Italian poorly. Nice guy. Yep, A did river that too. Tree. Did you have any Luca Mariano? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not have any Luca Mariano. Did I saw that look? at the store when I was buying the Monk's Road, and I was like, oh, Luca Mariano. <laughs> did you say it <laughs> out loud that loudly? I, t- uh, I did I, not, I did but not. in my mind I said it, and then I chuckled a little bit. I, I just imagine um, you in the middle of a liquor store going, oh, Luca Mariano, like super loud. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was watching the UK L football game. He would not have noticed. <laughs> 
Nice. Um, before we get into what we're actually going to do tonight, I do want to take us on a quick uh, sidetrack here. Ooh. So as I was a little bit tradition. sick last night, as is tradition. I was a little bit sick last night, um, so I didn't want to go do my normal go work out, go do all this other stuff. So I had like two and a half hours to kill before like dinner and normal nighttime routines and before you normally work out home. for two and a half hours every day. That's what no, you're by the time to... it takes me to come home from work, I let the dog out. You work out you know, for two you know, and a half hours every day. Yeah. Anyway, I watched Willow. Yeah. And I have some thoughts. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know another, a better time to share them than here right now. Because um, the, it was the day we're recording is, uh, is November 30th, which is the day that Willow, the television show the sequel, uh, has the series has released on Disney+. Plus. So, and I'm, I'm going to spoil a couple of things. But first and foremost, I do understand why this could be a beloved experience for a child. I mean, it came out like 88. So Kevin was seven years old when he saw it for the first time too. Um, back then. And, um, it makes sense. You know, if you were seven, when it came out like Kevin, it, it would be a very enjoyable experience. There were multiple times where I was like, that's a similar shot to what Peter Jackson did in Lord of the Rings. Yes. Um, one of the things that made me think that is because, they actually did form a little person fellowship of the baby. Um, that's a thing that happens. It is a, a seven little people chosen by a wizard to foster this baby to where it needs to go. With a, with a brooding, fantastic swordsman. Not yet. No. Is this a comedy? <laughs> Val like, Kilmer is not <laughs> here yet. I don't, I can't. So then they meet this guy, Val Kilmer in a cage and like at no point does anyone ask why he's there. Um, <laughs> except for his like best friend who comes up leading an army and they're like, Oh, Hey, it's you. What are you doing in there? And he's like, nothing you wouldn't have done. He's like, anyway, gonna go fight a war. And they still don't let him out. So I don't know what makes him finally decide to let this guy out, but it's Val Kilmer. He comes back around a few times. Um, the there is a shield writing experience that makes Legolas's look just it dwarfs Legolas's uh, shield writing experience in Lord of the Rings. It helps um, it. They go down. <laughs> it's it is insane. The shield writing experience that occurs in Willow again, nineteen eighty eight. At one point, Val Kilmer does fall off of the shield though. And rolls into the biggest marshmallow snowball you've ever seen in your life. It's um, so good. Which is also hilarious. Is it a comedy? You're describing it like a comedy. (laughs) It has comedic moments to it. There's also there's also two tiny little like fairy people called brownies that very much sound like they should be in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yes. (laughs) But but what I really want to get into is Kevin tried to put Finn Rizel, the wizard, um, up in our top 10 wizards. And one of the things that Kevin likes to reference, I think most specifically with Airbud, is the body of work. <laughs> so I'm going to spoil this pretty hard now. Let me tell you what Finn Rizel's body of work is. She is like a bush baby or like a squirrel when we first meet her. Um, she can talk. And there's a magic wand that can turn her back into her like human self that we have to have. Um, Willow do, and he's not good at magic yet. If you can, there's no like secret parts of the spell, so I don't know why she can't just like touch it with her little bush baby paw and turn herself back in. Whatever. Didn't she have to bite um, him and get blood on it? That was for, a, I think, a different spell. Maybe not. She did it one time. Um, 
but she only bit him one time. He does the spell like a hundred times. So she's already defeated and turned into this squirrel. She gets turned into like 25 other things because he can't do the spell right. And then finally he does the spell right. She gets back into her human form. She takes this thing and she's going to go battle the queen that turned her in the first place. And she's more powerful than ever now that she has this wand. And the queen kicks her ass again. (laughs) So she loses that. She's unconscious. Willow saves the day. This wizard didn't do sh** the whole time. don't know why she would ever be ranked above people like Loki and Scarlet Witch, which I think Kevin tried to do. Multiple Harry Potter characters. There are so many Harry better Potter. wizards and witches in the world. <laughs> Harry Potter. I mean, I can't get into how much of a bad choice she was, even though I think on the whole, Kevin is correct that Willow is an experience that had I had as a child, I would be defending him, uh, defending it more. And I actually might watch the show. So Willow, that's my Willow, Willow take. Willow is great. It's great. <laughs> that's my Willow take. Um, Thank you for that. I really do appreciate that. <laughs> that was really well done. You're probably wow. right. I just, I, it was more like I had to throw some love at Willow. When was I ever going to have the chance to do that? 11 I mean, through 20. <laughs> <laughs> we knew we were doing it. <laughs> Look, nope. We're just going to the Goblin King. <laughs> Jareth the Goblin King didn't make it still, which is a travesty, but whatever. You know, anyway, okay, you we, know we can go on to the nerd debate. We're going to do a nerd debate. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, you know, that is, that's George Lucas and then Ron yeah, Howard. Yeah, George Lucas uh, he produced it and Ron Howard directed it. Uh, the Lucas film thing pops up and I was, because it's on Disney Plus, I was like, did I click on Star Wars? Um, I did not. <laughs> it really quickly identifies itself as not Star Wars. What I'm taking away from this is Hubcamp agrees with me. Don't sleep on Willow. You should go watch Willow. I did not regret the two hours. Okay, but don't so. go in thinking you're going to watch Lord of the Rings. It's no, not. it just made 1988. <laughs> yep. And it shows. It does <laughs> show. It's, it's fun. <laughs> it, it does show. <laughs> All right. When we got Disney Plus, stuff. it's the first thing I watched. When we got Disney Plus, I was like, I bet they have Willow. And they did. And I was like, this isn't as fun as it was when I was nine. But this is awesome. All right. Flynn, now you it. can make us do nerd debate. Who's going right. first? Debate. Who wants to go first? Jacob, give us a nerd debate. All right, cool. Uh, so, um, as Kevin and Hovecamp will remember from the last time we recorded over a month ago, uh, Flynn, you weren't there. Um, Random that it was Jacob and not Flynn that was here last time. Okay. Uh, I brought I up the, the aspect. You weren't here. Uh, I know. Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> I don't remember why I wasn't here. Uh, We did a nerd debate, and I talked about casting, and Kevin got really upset because apparently I was too vague in my prep for them, so this time I tried to make it a little more clear. Anyways, my debate topic is wasted opportunities of casting in cinematic universes. So here's what I've noticed. So the MCU in particular really tries to like, once they use somebody, that's it. They've used them. No big deal. They're not going to use them again, ever again. And I've seen at times where that's like, oh, wow, there goes that really fun actor that I thought had a lot of great potential, could have done a lot of different roles, and they used them for that. Interesting. Um, But specifically, though, uh, spoilers for Flynn uh, and or freaking love it. Great show. So, it's so good. Andor and, is absolutely incredible. That And in Andor, there is a supporting character 
uh, Kino Loy, played by none other so than good. Andy Serkis, who, when I initially was watching, was like, huh, Star Wars is breaking the mold because Andy Serkis was uh, obviously Snoke in uh, this, the sequel trilogy. Um, and I felt like he was, I thought, honestly, with Snoke's uh, way, he was kind of wasted in that regard because Snoke wasn't used to its full potential. So I was really happy to see uh, Andy Serkis get another shot in the Star Wars universe. So what I want to know from, the, from you three is who is a, an actor uh, that you have seen in one of these big universes, could be Star Wars, could be Lord of the Rings, uh, MCU, whatever you want, uh, who you think was a wasted opportunity. Maybe it was just their role was too small. Maybe they were put into what could have been a big character potential, big character arc, and they rewrote it to make it different. I don't know. Uh, I just want to hear what y- you all think is the most wasted opportunity of an actor. I have, I think, cinematic the universe. definitive answer to this. Um, and it I have is, a couple, so I'm excited to hear what your definitive answer it is. It is Barty Crouch. Junior. He's on my list. Yes. David Tennant. Ah, good answer. Um, he is one of the the best actors out there. Um, my wife would leave me in a millisecond if David Tennant even showed up to our house. Um, <laughs> she is in love with David Tennant. He is a fantastic actor. Um, he's he's very good as, as Barty Crouch Jr. in his very, very limited screen time. He's a phenomenal Doctor Who. He's not my favorite, but he's like one B to the Doctor Who's. Um, we just uh, Lauren and I just finished Inside Man on on Netflix. I know Jacob and Cat watched it as well. Phenomenal. He is phenomenal in it as well. Uh, Kilgrave uh, is probably the best. Kilgrave's a big one. The, Kilgrave is probably the best villain in all of Marvel. Um, now that that's been canonized. He, I think he's I, I think he's the best on-screen villain in all of Marvel. Um, not the strongest, but I think he's the best. Um, and so David Tennant is phenomenal. That's a hot take. He's the most hot take healer. No, hot no, he's, he's he's to me my over favorite Killmonger, villain. Over Killmonger, really interesting uh, choice. Um, yes, over and, Killmonger, over Thanos, over everybody. Um, so David Tennant as as a random. You know, little screen time in a movie, um, one movie in the Harry Potter universe that is a wasted Harry Potter character. It's not even the best villain in the Netflix MCU. I, just let him go. So, it's so cool. just That's just clarifying, true. you're you're Kingpin. taking David no, Tennant. You're taking David Tennant. Uh, Vincent, De, De, whatever his name is, Vincent D'Onofrio. You're yeah, taking David. You're taking David Tennant in Harry Potter, not David Tennant in yes. Jessica David Jones. Tennant was wasted okay. in Harry Potter by playing a one-off, random, uh, very little screen time character. He could have been so much more. He could have been a good I would character. Also, I, I will. Yep. Okay. I'll retain my responses till everyone answers. Kevin, Kevin, you want to go? No, I don't even have an answer yet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I gave you so much prep time. I have, on this two, one. I have two thoughts, but I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with Joseph Gordon-Levitt in Dark Knight Rises. And yeah, the reason that that's I'll go with that is because he is a very good actor. He's very accomplished. And his role is, I mean, he has enough of a role in the movie, but it doesn't matter in the movie. Like, anyone can do that role. It's not crazy complicated. 
what they should have done and what they did kind of do is set up, hey, here's an important actor that will be a part of future Batman movies because it's Robin. And but at then the they very end, they, and so, they revealed him as Robin and yeah. then didn't do anything with it. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And so that is the definition of underutilization. When you have the actor playing that sort of small supporting character role in the first introduction, but then, oh, look, they're going to be part of it the whole time. And they don't do anything. So they, they, the fact they ended it means they didn't need to get Joseph Gordon-Levitt to do that. And I get Christopher Nolan likes him and he's great in Inception and all that. But that role doesn't stress Joseph Gordon-Levitt. There's nothing you inherently difficult about the acting that he does in that that movie. So they just overpaid an actor for no reason. Just to, just to fit the vibe because Christopher Nolan liked him, I guess. And I mean, I'm grateful that he's in it. But you could have replaced him with any other decent no-name actor, and I would have noticed and enjoyed The Dark Knight Rises no differently. Valid. Okay. Kevin? Uh, the correct answer is Matt Damon in Eurotrip. Um, he really should have had a <laughs> bigger Matt role. Matt Damon <laughs> in, in Thor. If you're, thinking, if you're thinking about body of... Every Thor in the MCU. Body of work. I mean, uh, Matt Damon in Eurotrip. Just the body of work argument wins there. Um... No, I'm honestly, I'm between two that I know pretty won't agree with. <laughs> Is it Ed Sheeran in Game of Thrones? Because that was my <laughs> No, that was annoying. Um, I, Ed Sheeran in Game of Thrones in that four minutes to make him sing. <laughs> Greater than sign, whatever the hell Harry Styles is going to do in the. I was, about to, I was about to mention Harry Styles. Um, yeah. yeah, that's Harry Styles sucks in everything. Um, <laughs> I just watched that uh, that that other movie that he was just in with. Um, uh, he's the main husband character. Uh, what's her name? Keep on track. Olivia Wilde Olivia Wild directed um, it. <laughs> he's bad in it. it just just um, anyway anyway. Um. I my mind went to Star Wars and it went to, um, you know, my favorite Jedi is Qui Gon Jinn. I wish Qui Gon had been a character that they brought out some more, but you really can't do the story if Qui Gon doesn't die the way he does. And so it's not like they wasted Liam Neeson in this in this one film does more to create a character that I love more than Luke Skywalker did in all the films he was in or any of the other. So it's sort of like, it just shows how good that actor and or writing of Mace Windu was. The other one that I am going to choose though is I hate, hate that Samuel L. Jackson is in star Wars. I think Samuel Jackson as Mace Windu is hot garbage. I think it's, I think it's terrible. I and, think that's a hot and, take. And here's here's my point: is he sucks in Star Wars. Like the character development sucks. The that's the writing. The, that's it's not almost Samuel like the prequels are poorly written, right? It's not. <laughs> you're complaining about the the writing, not the Look, not the any, actor. I'm, I will. I'm pretty much here for any prequel bashing um, outside of Liam Neeson's awesome. Like that's Liam, about. Okay, so Liam Neeson's awesome. Samuel L. Jackson yeah, had Liam more great. time on screen and it, probably really, really bad writing. But he's a phenomenal actor. I mean, Samuel L. Jackson has embodied characters over the years, sometimes in satirical, you know, this wasn't that much of a challenge for the actor ways, I think. Like, I don't think he tries that hard at Nick Fury. Nick Fury is just, he's just there. 
but what is it? A Time to Kill? Is it? Is it the a Time to Kill? Is an incredible movie. Matthew McConaughey. That's Samuel Jackson, right? Ashley Judd, Samuel Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he's. If, if you watch Kevin A Time Spacey, to Kill, you go, you go, oh my God, this Sandra this Bullock. person. You don't see Samuel L. Jackson. You see, you see the character's name. Who Donald I Donald Sutherland. I mean. You see the character, not Samuel L. Jackson. When I watch Star Wars, I see Samuel L. Jackson playing Mace Windu. I don't, I don't see that in other cases. So if that was going to be the case, don't waste the money you spent on Samuel L. Jackson. Um, spend that money on a better Hayden Christensen. Look, <laughs> I, love, I love how Kevin's take is. Look, if you're going to have, if you're going to write a <laughs> movie, don't cast Samuel L. Jackson in it. <laughs> That's why he's wasted. No, what I'm saying is the money that they spent to get Samuel L. Jackson there. If they had, could have if been spent on CGI. They, they, they could have brought in who the hell ever, and they would have had so many millions of dollars to give to Hayden Christensen's replacement, um, who might have done more with crap work. But if memory serves, I think they were like excited to get Hayden Christensen. Which is like, I think they paid up for him, I, I, which is shocking. Okay, but that's not the debate, right? But, the debate is, yeah, I'm just not, saying. The debate is, I think the debate's over and Pretty will now yeah. decide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I honestly, I don't know if he's going to pick me or Flynn. Yeah, I don't either. It's between <laughs> us. It's between the two of us. <laughs> so Kevin does so not get a point here, of inspiration. Here, that's for sure. <laughs> here, here's my quick responses on this: is Flynn um, poor choice with with David Tennant as Barty Crouch Jr. because at that time in his career, that was like the only like he had just done nothing else. So I don't think it was wasted. But, Interesting. Uh, I did not see that coming. That yeah. feels like a Jacob pretty fun fact. Put in the drop. It was. Put in the drop. I'm, I'm looking That's it just up. not I'm, true. I, it's just not true. Keep talking. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> okay, do it. Um, Bold prediction. That wasn't true. <laughs> uh, I I do tend to kind of agree with Kevin that, that it was uh, – I, I see your points. However – when you you watch interviews of Samuel Jackson talking about like, I mean that's the whole reason why Mace Windu has a purple lightsaber is because he basically went to George and was like, I I think he should have a purple lightsaber, which is which crap. Is cool. it, I thought it was cool. He's a badass Jedi. Uh, so I'm gonna give the win to Hove Camp because I do love uh, JGL, but I do think that was a wasted opportunity of Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Kevin, you came in second though. That's great. David Tennant was cast as Doctor Who before he appeared in Harry Potter. I thought that was pretty happen. sure that was true. So I win the I win the debate. Because <laughs> <laughs> Pretty's an idiot. <laughs> so Hovecamp goes next. Hovecamp goes next. Alright, so I'm gonna do my debate slightly differently. There will only be one loser in my debate. Um, because I my topic is the Fellowship of the Ring. And if you place yourself in the Council of Elrond, um, there are some things that are logical. Gandalf, Aragorn, Gimli, Legolas, Boromir, all participating in the Fellowship, Frodo as ringbearer, his fearless do-all-for-him-good companion. Yes, those seven, I get it, let's defend it. Putting Marion Pippin in there, while yes, and throughout the story, it becomes a good idea... Um, such a bad idea. (laughs) Let's put these two mischievous hobbits in this (laughs) super important fellowship of the ring that have no battle experience and are probably more likely to get into shenanigans and than they are to help anything. Um, so I would like you all to replace those two with 
somewhat logical characters in Middle-earth. Like, you can't pick the blue wizards that are lost. They wouldn't be able to get there. And I don't even think Radagast would would be able to be found in time. But you don't have to pick someone that was specifically present at the Council of Elrond. You can just pick somebody that they could have reasonably gotten to help and take their place, or picked up along the way, or whatever. Um, but I do think that we are going, in this hypothetical, we are replacing Marion Pippin, and you three will decide one person apiece, your nominees, I will choose two of them, and the loser will be the shot taker. <laughs> okay. And I'm, I'm very excited. <laughs> uh, are you... Any of us? You can guys go. can decide because I feel like some people are going to think Kevin is clearly looking up Middle Earth. Uh, I want to make sure I spelled this. I want to make sure I had the names right because there's a lot of them that sound the same. I'll go first. All right, go ahead. Oh no, I was going to go first. Okay, fine. Go first. No, it's all about Pretty. Pretty's up first if he wants to. Great. Uh, so <laughs> my my uh, first selection, uh, I you, you don't get selection. any representation get from my. No, he said he said pick two people. No, he's no, no, no. he said everyone he's picks one. Pick. I pick two. Good God, everyone picks one. Oh. I pick two. One of you will lose. Right, he didn't two of oh, okay. Well, hell, this is real easy. This is real easy then. So this is real easy. So um, this might get a little human heavy, but uh, I think one of the key elements that you miss out on is uh, you don't have any of the just going right to the chase the horse lords of rohan so at that particular moment yes i understand that theoden was under uh grim uh Wormtongue's kind of spell and you know like rohan wasn't necessarily pulling its weight in the war however i think that it could have been very reasonable for them to go ahead and reach out to the horse lords and have aylmer come over They're the pride and joy of the uh the the Rohirrim um, showing up on his steed, uh, rolling up into town. It makes sense to have somebody on horseback uh, to be able to try and navigate faster to get Frodo there quicker. Um, so I think strategically it just makes sense to use Aomer or at least somebody in that Rohirrim or uh, land of Rohan. Interesting. They also they do have a horse. Um, it is Bill. And he gets right. sent away at the entrance to the mines of Moria. So I don't know that the horse would have made a huge impact, but Aomer, obviously, badass. Um, Kevin, what are your thoughts? And it's Carl Urban. That was my, that was my choice. Because um, <clears throat> obviously, if they're going to be successful, they're going to need the, they're going to need Rohan, so they need somebody, and the person in charge of the riders was going to be helpful. So I'm going to choose Galadriel, um, because it's it's. Um, if you've watched uh, Rings of Power, you know that there are few people who are as connected to the history of this ring in fighting Sauron. In um, well, fighting Sauron. Sauron, excuse me, fighting Sauron. And again, like I said, a lot of these names sound the same to me. I was picturing the right thing. Uh, fighting Sauron, and and you know, it, it makes as much sense that she'd be there as Gimli. Um, if not more. So I think Galadriel is, is an, an easy one. Um, I don't know why they wouldn't have sent for her in this situation. She is uh, also uh, Elrond's, one of his oldest friends, and I'm sure he would have wanted her counsel. Um, as we've seen so often, uh, they were so close that that she... I, 
she's a she's she should be actually at the head of this table instead of him. So I I think that Galadriel's the right choice. And and they do when they're uh discussing what to do with the uh the necromancer before this, she is kind of the lead of that that council. Right. Um but so yeah, yeah, solid choice. Flynn. Uh so quick aside. I apologize for this. <clears throat> I'm distracted. Is this about David Tennant? No. Well, <laughs> con- no. I wish. Uh, David Tennant shut up and now you're single? <clears throat> a little. Um, so <laughs> I, I, when you when you posed the question, I like did my – I'm going to turn and think and look at the ground. And I see this box of like papers and this this pamphlet – has my grandfather's name on it, Pharisee. It says it was published in 1981, and it's Back Facts. It's a, a pamphlet of Back Facts that, that has my grandfather's name on it from 1981. Uh, so we might we might revisit this booklet at some point in the podcast. Uh, and I was super distracted, but I was like, why is that there? I was so worried. Um, so I was I've been to be reading Back Facts now. Um, uh, Kevin, how you were alive is back the problem? in 1981. <laughs> what was true about so, facts in 1981? <laughs> probably about the same stuff. Um, uh, <laughs> lifting with your legs and stuff. Uh, so we'll, we'll get back to this. Um, but the answer for me, I, and I've only watched one episode of Rings of Power. Galadriel was awesome. And that's that. not, it's not necessary for this question. I know, I know. But I'm saying Galadriel was, was pretty awesome in that. She did have that one moment where she, like, rode her sword on a it, like kind of glided on her sword it was very reminiscent of legolas riding his shield um i was like mm, eh, we're getting there uh, which was just a straight copy of willow <laughs> as, <laughs> right, we know, as we bring it full circle um so <laughs> my my answer has to be Obviously, the most accomplished swords person in all of Middle-earth. It's it's Eowyn. Like, she is a badass, and she proves herself over and over, and, um, you know, she's she's looked down upon. What her qualifications have been to be at the Fellowship? At that point, nothing, but she she proved it. (laughs) She proved it later. (laughs) There's potential, and, and... so Obviously, Aragorn saw the potential. Um, so you know it has to be. It has to be her. Great choice, Flynn. I concede to Flynn. I, okay. I, can't, I can't say anything uh, else in this debate. I feel like I had to say that. The actual correct answer is Glorfindel, um, but no one chose him, um, and that would have been a little bit cheating. That's the low-hanging fruit. Um, How dear. Interesting. Definitely not. <laughs> or no, not Halbrand. Sorry, I was thinking of Halbrand. Um, I thought someone might go with Arwen, both for proximity's sake. And when I thought it was two, I was going to go Aylmer Ail- and Arwen. But whatever. Hmm. I just, I if if Elrond won't go and they're leaving. I mean, the elves are leaving, it's, and it's probably the, Arwen. The power of the ring. And Galadriel's refusal of it, and like this is just she's had her fight with Sauron already, so I think she, I think that's a bad take. I don't think I think she is a exactly what she needed to be, which is a safe haven stopover, give some hair to a dwarf, and then back away. So I'm going to give the wins to Flynn and Pretty, <laughs> and say Rohan should have been double represented. Um, it's probably Arwen. I, 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 I probably should have picked Arwen. <laughs> I think they but all I, I probably. <laughs> 
<laughs> I wasn't expecting to choose anyone from Rohan because they're kind of in a tricky situation. Uh, I don't think Eowyn would leave her father. I don't think Aomer would leave Rohan undefended. Um, so I Alan. don't think either of them would be good choices. Um, but I think Kevin chose someone that definitely would not apply to this war as well as much for that particular part of the trip. And I think for someone who loves <laughs> Lord of the Rings more than any of us, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But okay. You should have chosen Glorfindel. You would have gotten the win by default. Tough game. Using the thing he hates the most, which is treating nerd debate like the who guesses the right answer I've already decided (laughs) in my head. It is not. It is not. I appreciate all of the takes. You gave Flynn one of the two wins over me by not debating well at all. (laughs) I was consistent. You you ignored ignored too much. No. Flynn said... (laughs) This is a badass woman, and on, there should be on. a badass woman Just in the fellowship. When you listen to this later, you will argument. not be proud of yourself. <laughs> I'm proud of myself. You, you Kevin Flynn. All right, I'm going to go next. Um, so, Flynn, you're up. I'm going to go next, uh, and I want you to – This there is only four options, really, in my mind here. There are only four um, So, we've all seen the Netflix uh, Marvel series shows. So my question is, now that they have been sort of canonized and there has already been a crossover with uh, a couple of them with um, Daredevil. Daredevil... Now that they've ruined them? Well, that's up for debate. But Daredevil is an awesome character. Um, One of his characteristics (laughs) that um, is is ever-present in almost every show is uh, he falls in love with one of the women in the show. And so who should Daredevil have ended up with? Of all of his relationships across his series um, and the new... uh, Who's the fourth option? There's Electra. Oh, the nurse. The nurse. I was thinking Electra, Karen Page, the nurse. Yeah. Rosario um, Dawson and Rosario Dawson. Yeah. And uh, who and in now, the comics yeah, marries Luke Cage. So that's a terrible question. But OK, yeah, you, I can say who sh- who he should have. He, you can make an argument that he should have ended up with her. No, not he intelligently. Okay. I think I think the answer to this one is Karen Page in the way that they are portrayed in the MCU and the Netflix series. Um Mostly because Elektra is extremely toxic. They kind of bring out the – they're like a Damon Rhaenyra type of a situation where it's like, oh, we're meant to be, but they're just – it's toxic. The whole thing, no one's winning this relationship. They're literally fighting each other in his um, – so I think Karen Page is both the confidant and able to – enable Daredevil to the point where he can do his job, but also rein him in when moody Matt Murdock makes his appearances as he so often does. So I'm going to go with Karen Page uh, over the other ones because I think she just is the best person for Matt Murdock. Pretty. Uh, Okay. My choice is going to be, uh, I'm actually going to choose Jennifer Walters (laughs) and and Huge the reason being, no, it's not. She Hulk. The reason if, being, if people have not seen it yet. <laughs> the reason being is, I think ultimately, while yes, She Hulk is like really goofy, ha ha ha, sticky. I think when we see Daredevil kind of progress, we're going to see this side of of Matt Murdock uh, 
both as a as a lawyer and superhero that I think he's going to be looking for that uh, as Hovecamp kind of said getting away from that um, toxic uh, relationship that was caused with Elektra um, even though uh, Elodie Jung fabulous fabulous portrayal in my opinion but I think that uh, Jennifer Walters is the one because um, the other thing is Karen Page ultimately should end up with Foggy Nelson like that's really more of the the ship it's I a think bit, there. Bit of a hot take. Mm, I don't think it is. So that's my answer. They pretty much just counsel each other every time Matt gets hurt. Like we both love Matt. We're specifically <laughs> thinking about the MCU's portrayal on Netflix, right? So Ben Affleck and Jennifer Gardner Daredevil film is out. Any comic <laughs> yeah, book ahead. relationships are out. Yeah, John mm-hmm. John Favreau. Right. So we're specifically saying MCU. Yes. Yes, MCU. Okay, cool. Kevin refuses to answer. <laughs> Matt Murdock needs therapy. He should not be with anyone until he falls in love with himself. He needs to learn to love his inner demons before he can learn to actually love someone else. He is toxic for Karen. He is toxic for, with Electra. He should... I mean, if you're making me choose... I Like... If I was Daredevil, I'd probably pick Rosario Dawson, because damn. But no, this is a dumb debate. The answer's Karen. Huffcamp picked it. But Matt Murdock shouldn't be with anybody till he learns to love himself. <laughs> Kevin is uh, just the most baffling when it comes to nerd debate sometimes. Of just, <laughs> just He doesn't think he can answer the question, so he attacks. It, you know, it's just a, it's a, it's an attack tactic. Um, you should be a politician. Um <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> you gonna run run for governor? Okay, um, running for constable. Oh yeah, I forgot you are gonna run for constable, um, which is an elected official for some reason. For no reason, uh, everything's an elected official. It's stupid. So, both of you made good points. Um, <laughs> uh, there are not three Kevin. of us here. Yeah, I know. Um, oh, I thought I thought he was talking about me. Kevin. I got it too. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that the Jennifer Walters relationship has potential. It um, does the not. the Karen Page relationship is more developed, um, but I think that there's a power dynamic there that Karen Page and and Matt Murdock would would struggle with. Right? It's it's dating your boss basically. Um, exactly. But she's good. Well, she for works him. for the paper. Now she does, but he used to be her boss, and that's when the relationship started. And so there is a power dynamic. Um, I think that they're both really good for Matt Murdock. Um, both Jennifer Walters and Karen Page are both good for him, um, whereas Electra is not, um, like you said, toxic. So I'm actually going to give the win to both of you. And just give the loss to Kevin. Um, I, 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 <laughs> Kevin can take two shots if you all think it's best. But, uh, yeah, yeah Kevin happen. loses the debate. I think, um, I think what's actually best is that Matt Murdock's appearance in She-Hulk gets, like, wiped from the record. Because uh, that oh, no. is some that was, bull that daredevil. Was, <laughs> yeah, is, no, I, they didn't show is, him I thought much. his lawyer the stuff. Worst. I thought his lawyer scenes were fine. I thought his daredevil scenes, I was like, what is they this? Were bad. The, yeah. the, the No it's, Way Home yeah. appearance was awesome. That was um, awesome. Yes. yes. That's, a, that's an acceptable appearance. And I, and I do, I don't remember the, the actor's name, but I do think he's 
excellent. Like I think Daredevil oh, is phenomenal. Excellent. Charlie Day. Right. Yeah, um, Charlie Cox. Charlie Char- Cox. Yeah, Charlie, definitely Charlie Day. <laughs> From It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, that's plays that's a different casting. <laughs> that, that would be great. <laughs> ben Affleck might be actually better than Charlie Day. Wow, card. <laughs> All right, here's the last nerd debate. We're moving on. Here's the last nerd debate. And this I gave, I gave hilariously vague. Uh, and I don't here's even the remember theme. what you texted. Here's the theme. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Oh, oh yeah. I did because yeah. I looked it up. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. I didn't. <laughs> I, lo- I know what it is. I was Silver like, Snakes. All the team Silver Snakes. Here's baby. the question. <laughs> if we all had the chance, okay, if you had the chance to go on the show and they said, which team do you want to be on? Which is the right choice to make? Now, let me just say a couple prefaces. <laughs> I have all the statistics in front of me about most wins, losses, steps of knowledge wins, temple game wins, um, total over each season. You will not swayed me by statistics. I want your impassioned argument for why your team will have the heart. So tell me which is the right team to choose between the Red Jaguars, Blue Barracudas, Green Monkeys, Orange Iguanas, Purple Parrots, and Silver Snakes if you were to go on the Legends of the Hidden Temple. This, Huffcamp, is a which of my compatriots is best at debating, not who agrees with me most situation. Let's go. I understand. You chose someone bad based (laughs) on the facts on the ground. So I did not give you the win for that reason. So, it uh, is right. a pseudo-scientific first. fact. Just kidding. That red wins 51% of the time over any other color. <clears throat> it is a pseudo-scientific fact that red is the majority winner. It is the color of dominance. It's the color of anger. So, I'm definitely picking the red jaguars. Okay. Hove camp. Was that was that it, Flynn? I the, stopped talking. Okay. My my go to answer is usually, I mean, like silver snakes are kind of like the the Slytherin approach snake to make a snake analogy. Um, the green monkeys really, I think, have some of the same the better stats than the silver snakes. Um, although the silver snakes perform better in the temple because I also looked this up today when you <laughs> posted that. <laughs> but they tie in um, most wins. Want... <laughs> Over the lifetime of the yes. show, green monkey silver snakes tie in most wins. But um, because silver snakes have a higher success rate in the temple as well. Um, so that's that's something to note. But if you want to talk about heart, it's the purple parrots. It's not even close because Very you true. show up in your stupid-ass purple shirt with a talking bird on it and you're facing like a cool reptile a jaguar like this badass monkey looking creature barracudas and snakes and you're you're clearly you're the weirdest looking outfit there and you also have like the lowest success rate so if you want to talk about heart it is the purple parrots getting out there and saying you know what if we play them 10 times they might win nine (laughs) and going after it anyway are they gonna fall in the moat (laughs) Yes, they're going to fall in the <laughs> moat, but they're going to be the quickest to help you back up out of it. Um, they're playing the game the right way, and that's you're probably why they don't have the same stats. <laughs> they are the Hufflepuff. Yeah. Of- Hufflepuff. Uh, they're, yeah. they're the Hufflepuff of this, the Hufflepuff and the Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff of- has the heart. Interesting. 
And two wow. thumbs. <laughs> and two thumbs. <laughs> and sheets with holes in them. And, and regular, regular sheets. sheets. <laughs> so, um, the... The the teams with the fun alliterations, blue barracudas, purple parrots, silver snakes, all very fun. And um I think like now my my gut was like, oh silver snakes. However, growing up, green was my favorite color, and I was born in the year of the monkey, nineteen ninety-two. So there is no way in hell that I could not be a part of the Green Monkeys, a team that was literally Drink. Drink created for me to be a part of and in fact when i was growing up watching it i constantly would look up how to audition to be on legends of the hidden temple um turns out i was way too young so it didn't matter anyways and i didn't have a uh, talent agent so it didn't matter anyways but the green monkeys is where it's at not because (laughs) of the win total (laughs) Uh, i was also like four when that show was out 12 how did you look it up before internet and you as a four-year-old looked up um, he would have been at least, at least four in 1993 which is the year the internet was launched so oh yeah so he, he had quick access to it as a four-year-old um excuse Jake. me i was one in 1993 anyways green monkeys you were is born my answer in that team was made for me i was i was 91 that is f***ed up are you kidding me <laughs> Yeah, Kevin, you're old. Everyone knows that. I, I, know I knew I was old. I knew I was five years older than he was. Um, that's a lot. You're Only super year old. <laughs> oh, man. Interesting arguments were made. Um, Flynn, I appreciate the impassioned uh, red narrative behind that. I loved it. I thought you went a little short. Um, He's never I, seen I, the show. I, I understand. Pretty, I, I thought that the, the shut up, Flint. Pretty, I thought that the um, the drinking game we did was fantastic. The one argument that I thought people sometimes make that you didn't make was that um, the green monkeys are a monkey, and of the things you have to deal with in the temple is the shrine of the silver monkey, and so the monkey should have the greatest um, idea of. <laughs> what seems to be the simplest decision of what looks like the base of a monkey, middle of a monkey, and top of the monkey. Um, and yet you didn't make that argument. So I will give the the win to Hove because I think he made the most impassioned argument. I also think that he, while he cited statistics, which I didn't think were all that interesting, did give, uh, <laughs> did choose the purple parrots for so many reasons that psychologically <laughs> just never work out. I do remember watching. <laughs> I do remember watching uh, at Joe's wedding day the Purple Parrots win uh, ahead of yep. his wedding, and just having is that what happened? Yeah, it was like no, the Purple Parrots never win, and and our friends Kirk and Jamal were 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 holding each other's hands impassionedly, wanting to see who would cross the moat first, and when the Purple Parrots did. I've never seen two people happier, and it was on Joe and Chrissy's wedding day. Um, and I just, I mean that sincerely. Um, that Kirk and Jamal, when the Purple Parrots won, looked happier than Joe and Chrissy did on their wedding day. And it's not because <laughs> Joe and Chrissy weren't happy, it's because that's how inju- <laughs> immensely and proud those two <laughs> yeah. were. So I will give the win to Huffcamp. Um, pretty, you came in, in third, but I. Um, 
I, I own I, I own I, an unnecessary pretty youth sock there at the I'm end. Only, I'm only saying it because I've only ever owned one Legends of the Hidden Temple shirt when we did it in college. Uh, and I, I was the Green Monkeys because they're my favorite team. Um, so I'm just showing this in the sense that you did the worst job arguing, yet you picked my favorite team. So uh, I I... I came from an impassioned, true standpoint of what I felt. And you did a bad job. <laughs> I wasn't a communication major. I, was a I like how Kevin likes to present how, like, how high and mighty he is and how above board everything is by just crushing pretty. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Look at how great I'm being. Pretty, you suck. <laughs> it's not all about you anymore. Yes, Let's bring Marvel movies. <laughs> We gotta, we, okay, we got to do that drinking game. By the now. way, I won three debates. Shut up. <laughs> I, I usually win so many debates. I've won nothing tonight because you all are terrible. Flynn. Well, one you gave up on. One you chose Galadriel. Uh, and I don't even... <laughs> I actually might have chosen him for the Matt Murdock one. I think Kevin has the right answer on that. But you know, let's rank Marvel movies. <laughs> Let's rank Marvel movies. So we are going to do a This Podcast is Rank, where we are actually ranking something that matters this time. (laughs) This podcast is Rank. Ew. (laughs) Okay, uh, every bird ever is pissed now. And there's a Hitchcock movie that shows that does not end well. Thanksgiving One time that we did something... The one time we did something that really matters Disney princesses. It pissed off one of our listeners so much that she stopped listening. Emily Herman. That was our sixth episode. episode. So uh, she lo- we lost we lost a listener just because of that. And so okay. uh, we are let me going just to say rank- this for Huffcamp and I, Flynn. You you did that. Do not no. do not say we did that. You did that. No. Huffcamp and I were effort. fine. You did that. It's a great That was also the time that we broke our own rules by just like vetoing and challenging everything at the end and then just making it Cinderella. I love that Jacob's on. camera <laughs> still follows him around and he just walked to the kitchen and just followed him to the kitchen. <laughs> I love this so much. Okay, so yeah, we also, are. Where, where are you, pretty? Are you in your new home? He is in his new your home. New, your new apartment? Yeah, he's, he's away from the microphone. But uh, so. I know, that's what I thought. Anyway, right, we cool, are going cool to rank Marvel movies. However, we are. Are going to only rank phases one, two, and three. Uh, and so anything that's come out, Flynn, we're only going to rank phases one and three, but that's fine. Anything that has come out since 2019, which I think the last, yeah, the last movie that came out in phase three was 2019. That um, anything after phase three, um, after you know, End Game, and then Spider Man Far From Home, that is the, our cutoff. After that is yep. is the last couple of years where we're trying to figure out where the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going. So we are ranking phases one, two, and three mm. of Marvel movies. There's no shows here because no shows came out. Um, well, the Netflix MCUs. Just to be clear, we all <laughs> have a veto and a challenge. Um, the order, Jacob, you have a question? Because this is so important, can we take a shot of something bad to get another no. challenge? No. It compromises the integrity of the four-person ranking. And every other list we've ever com- com- like compiled. <sighs> well, but we do that yeah. if there's only three We're of us. We're all about integrity right, right. around here. 
So this is three of us are all about integrity around here. We are all we are all about integrity. So here's here's what's going to be interesting. Flynn's not going to throw up a movie he doesn't care about just so that we waste a veto. I don't see that. This is the this first time, time we've ranked movies that I've seen them all. I've seen all of them when they were ranked. Like, he, is so, he is strong. He is strong. I have strong opinions here about all of this. Movies. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to be the one that gets mad here because I actually watch yeah. all this uh, stuff. Four Dark World at two. <laughs> I actually don't mind. It. I don't see Flynn anyway. Doing anyway, um, so the order is going to go. In age order, I'm going to give Kevin the number one pick because I'm a nice guy. Um, then it goes Hovecamp, <laughs> and then me, then Jacob. Uh, let the record show as well that Pretty was not wearing a hat, but now he <laughs> he's now a wearing hat a hat backwards. Yeah, just he to is, show how serious he is his he is. The, the hat the hat of the hat is put it on way. backwards. It is backwards. This is a Pokemon it is battle. Game time. He has Ash Ketchum this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll, let me just say, this was hard, okay? So, when I looked at yeah. these, you look at Phase 1. There's 23 like, wow, movies here. There's great movies in Phase 1. You look at Phase 2, and then you look at Phase 3, and you're like, there are great movies in Phase 3. And <laughs> you are shortchanging at least one movie. I am. And, and I, I, have, and I'm I have two so Phase 2 it. movies in the top 10. That's bull. Um, yeah, I do too. Okay. <laughs> right? I mean, they're <laughs> towards the bottom, but like... <laughs> So I, um, this is the first time I'm not passionate about the order of the top five, but believe that I have the top five in my top five. Um, God, that was so <laughs> convoluted. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Oh, hang on, Kevin, wow. I want to get this straight. In your top five, you have is the top the five. top five. But I, I'm not passionate <laughs> about the order. That has to be the title of the episode. Just. <laughs> I guess my point is I didn't I didn't I didn't care to go first because I don't know what the clear number one of the first Kevin's going is. fifth. <laughs> so I honestly think because of what it stood for, what it did, the emotional highs and lows and audience reactions, I think the best Marvel movie in the first phases of the, the three are, is Endgame. That is also my number one. It's my number two. I hear you. But I'm gonna let it stand. Veto. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. okay. Like I, I like so like I get that right. So that's that's my point is I don't have it in my top. That's five. insane. Ooh, that is that. insane. Oh, oh man, <laughs> I might just go leave now. Okay. What, I, I oh imagine that since I've already vetoed it, it's gonna be in the top five. <laughs> I think there's gonna be some compromise that's gonna happen. Yeah. But it will not be number one. Um. Wow. What's your problem with him? Jeez, I have no problem. I think it's. I think it's. On that's the, list. that's the just, issue with this ranking. <laughs> is this one is like there are definitely ten movies that deserve to be on this list. There are definitely fifteen movies that deserve to be on this list. There are not sixteen. See, I, I think finding ten, <laughs> I think narrowing it down to ten was easy. And but so that's when the order becomes more important. My sixteen um, is Ant Man, so that makes sense, Kevin. It, I have no Ant Man's on my list. <laughs> I got him at I got Ant Man at thirteen. That movie's highly. It's, I like it's fine, but like thirteen, it, it probably shouldn't That's be in the top great. ten. <laughs> I love it at thirteen. Um, this is this is. I went back and I've gone back and forth between one and two in my mind so often. I bet I could guess them. 
You want to guess my number one and two? I'm going to text it to you, and I just want a yes or no. <laughs> I think I could guess it, too, actually. I'm going to text it to you. All right, every, this will be fun. Everyone text me what you think my one and two are. I know. I think everyone knows what one of them is. Got to put one up. Uh, Kevin thinks that it is Ragnarok or Iron and Iron Man that are my one well, wh- and two. Why would we text you instead of just saying it if you're going to read them? Yeah, right. <laughs> Flynn says Infinity War. Um, I, I'm not going to yeah, text you mine I, now. Why y'all would text me? I don't know why y'all didn't say him in the first place. Winter Soldier is his favorite. Winter Soldier is his favorite. Uh, Ragnarok is actually my favorite, and I will stick to my guns and put it at one. It it is properly compiling of of multiple characters. Um, It is a cool rendition of Planet Hulk, and um, I think it's the first time that Thor was properly. Listen. The, the, well, Chris Hemsworth was properly utilized. I'm challenging. I love Thor Fair. Ragnarok. I, I love Ragnarok. It should be on the top ten. It cannot be number one. I'm going to challenge with Avengers, the OG version. Battle of New mm. York version. A worthy challenge. When I saw that That's movie, That's not in I was top like, five. this is probably my favorite movie of all time. It had everything. Uh, it was the... <laughs> He's about to go full Stefan. <laughs> it has everything. It was everything. Aliens <laughs> coming into New York. It was fantastic. <laughs> it had... It, it, the mashup, the... the it, it set the stage for the next 10 years of Marvel movies um, and Marvel shows. So I... I, I 100%. It's my number two right behind Endgame. Uh, Avengers OG is is number one for me. If you like shawarma, getting shawarma. <laughs> I kind of want some shawarma. I'm kind of hungry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. Pointy things. <laughs> Bill Skarsgård. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, Kevin's face is about to explode. Feel Jacob's face is as no red as his shirt. Uh, you, got, you guys, Trudy, you gotta do some. You gotta say some between, things. It's between the people that have that red well. faces. <laughs> Come on, pretty. What do you, what do you got? I gotta make a quick there's, there's aside. A lot of things, <laughs> quick aside. Quick aside. I I had Andor on, and Kat hasn't watched it, and just Bill Skarsgård was on. She goes, "Wow, he's in everything." I was like, "Yeah, he kind of is." Uh, his name's. I don't think his first name's Bill. It is. <laughs> it's like. Oh no, you're right. Stellan. Like his son Stellan's Bill is the one who plays <laughs> it. That's right. <laughs> It's like a, I'm pretty sure it's a very Nordic name, nah. like Stellan. His right. son Bill, Bill is the one who plays Pennywise. Anyways, um, oh, I'm going with Avengers over Ragnarok. Oh, jeez, I'm dying. <laughs> it does have everything. <laughs> it has everything. Uh, on my Kevin, list, on my it? list, I have Thor Ragnarok at three and Avengers at four. So mm. I'm going to send it to the number. Mm. That's annoying. Uh, Kevin and Pretty text it out, and Flynn will give Pretty, us. I'll text you a number. It'll be number one or number two. Okay. Should I read it out loud no. like Hovecamp did? 
No one was sworn to secrecy on that one. I think you should. <laughs> also, no one guessed what my actual other movie was, so. It's like y'all don't even know Yeah, me. dude. It's Winter Soldier. I thought it was actually going to be Black Panther. Well, don't but know me. Uh, I have received the number. Challenger Flynn, please guess. One. Holy sh- Flynn's reading Kevin's he mind. Did, did I win one? He did it. I'm going to leave now. See ya. Avengers I'm, I'm is out. the best right. Marvel <sighs> movie of all time, according to this podcast. I'm okay. I really kind of. Like it's I'm in my games. top five. I forgot. I really kind of am, too. It is in my top five as well. It's in my top five as well. I'm up next. It's Endgame. Endgame number two. Pretty, have we guessed your number one movie yet? This is table talk. No. Is this, this is table talk. I'm just saying. No, no, I think there's a good no. chance. That I got my number one say, and number two. You either say it's nothing fantastic. or you challenge. You don't table talk. This is. I will table talk when I want. You You should not. I'm just telling. I'm laying out. Facts Go ahead and challenge. Me. Shot in the dark. Age I'm not of going Ultron. to because I. <laughs> no. No, we said you. no phase two. Or is that just me no, in my head you. looking at all the Phase 2 movies going, who would I think movies? Ultron is criminally That's underrated. Oh, I like it, no, but everyone not, else hates not it. Not in my top 10. It is, Stop. Hey, hey, it is not my top 10. It's, it's not 11, the top 20. Is, <laughs> I have it 17. Age of Ultron's not bad. It is bad. It is so bad. <laughs> uh, Flynn went okay, through and so ranked all 23 of these. I, ranked, uh, I did, uh, Okay, so This is the first time I've done that. Wow. Is it for the record, for I three? would have challenged Endgame, but unless I, have, cool, I do, not have, upset do not have the support. No, I, Endgame, as I said, Endgame was my number two, so it's Great. fine. It's a bad take. Uh, it's the third best Avengers movie. All right. Uh, number three is Infinity War. Very ballsy of Marvel to end with such a cliffhanger, and I loved it. Infinity War is the best Avengers movie. That was my number one, Infinity War. Infinity War is top is number six for me. Uh, I have it as five. I'm I'm not gonna veto it, I'm so I'm, I'm good. That's fine. That's three. Is that is that what you had at number one, pretty? Yeah, I think that's that makes that, sense. That makes sense. It's totally so on my, on my list, movie. I actually have Avengers and Avengers Infinity War with this little squiggly sign next to it, going, "I don't care which one of them is four. So I I, I think they're both top five. I think they're both great. Um, as all squiggly lines. Mean. As all squiggly lines mean. Thor Ragnarok. I said I had I had it three. My the, the the actual movie I think is the second best movie of all of them. Is Civil War, Captain America: Civil War at number two, at at number four. Mm-hmm. I had it at two. You have it at four. To decide, I think it's incredible. The the it it, it sets up the whole second phase of all the stuff with Tony. And oh yeah, your favorite phase two. It actually hmm. sets up. It's the start of phase three. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it part of phase the three? No, phase, it's the, the, yep, second, the second phase, phase of what's happening with the Avengers. What's happening? Oh, with, right, the second phase of the Avengers, which is phase three. What's happening with Tony oh, and God, Steve? It sets. It, it introduces Spider Man. It introduces um, Black Panther. It introduces. Uh, it doesn't introduce Black Panther. Does it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah. It it creates this we the airport the sequence that brings it all together does does exactly that heartfelt thing that you get in Avengers but it does it on a bigger stage. I think it's all. I think I think Civil War. I have I go back and watch rewatch the most. I think it's awesome. 
I'll say this. My top seven-ish is in like one tier. Like I can see them going one through seven any order. This is my number seven, but if if someone said Civil War number one, I would have been okay with it. So I'm I'm cool with it here. At four? Yeah, you should be. It's it's that good. When it came out, it was that great. No, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. And Huffkin can't veto, so he can challenge, or Pretty can veto. I cannot veto. And Pretty can do whatever he wants. Oh, it is my number four, so I'm fine. Great. Challenge with Ragnarok. Civil War is in the top ten. That's what I'll say. It is not four. My my vote's going to Civil War. It's it's above it on my rankings. I actually did a ranking this time, so That's I actually have to... hugely sh- problematic. I don't even know if you've seen a Marvel movie then. <laughs> Let's do quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Flynn did do the best out of all of us on that I thing. I did the best out of all of us on that thing, but okay. Okay, so uh, Civil War it is, Great. right? Wow. Civil War wow. And, and Hove Camp's out. That is shocking. I thought Ragnarok was the better way to go. I should have gone with my other one. You really shouldn't have challenged Probably. there, but I I think... Civil War is number 10. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. That's a bad take. You guys right. have, you oh, guys have disavowed up. three... The, the top three... Well, three of the top four are not on the list yet. Shocking. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'll put up Ragnarok, and uh, we'll see what you guys want to do. I'm fine with it. I'm putting it down in ink. Fine with it. It is my number five. I don't have a challenge. I'm not going to veto. Okay. It's five. Six. And now put up what should be number two. My number three is... Six. Number six on our list, Black Panther. Yes. I was between that. That was the actual answer for what maybe was number one. I'm if you would have challenged the Black Panther, I would have chosen it over Civil War. I have it. I, I, I have, that was. I was. I almost did it. I, almost I have did it at seven instead of six. I'm good with it. I love it. It's a great movie. Black Panther, Black Panther is Black Panther my number Rock six. Phenomenal. Thus far, Panther's this list six. is is the closest to what I've I had already made. This great. is great. So pretty. Seven. Uh, number seven. I am throwing the only one of my list that hasn't made it on yet. Uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Yes, that is the other one. Yep. Veto. I'm gonna go with <laughs> what? Where Kevin? This is Kevin ridiculous. Hates that movie. I don't it, understand. It is, oh when I first gosh. watched it, I was like, I enjoyed that movie, and every time I've gone back and watched it, I'm like, I love it. It's movie. so good. I, love this I have movie. three I Captain movie. America movies it on my list. <laughs> questionable. Um, well, I guess first Avengers is really good. Technically, Captain America. <laughs> um, man, Winter Soldier. I have it at number four, and I struggled to put it that far down the list. Uh, I think I would have been fine with it at one. Would have been fine with it at one. I think the fifth, I think the sixth best. Uh, it, we're at seven, but I think the sixth best uh, movie in the MCU of all time is Iron Man. I think Iron Man was phenomenal, start to finish. I actually have Iron is Man so good. It's right there um, with Black Panther with me. origin story. I, I agree. It's right there with Black Panther. I struggled between those two. I, I texted Huff Camp. I thought his was Ragnarok and Iron Man, and I guess maybe it was Ragnarok and Black Panther. I think Iron Man is if Iron Man doesn't happen the way it does, where it shows Tony Stark as this humble, humbled, um, you know, has to do it in a cave, all Human these different flaws. things. If that doesn't happen then you, you can't actually care about what happens 
all those years later in Endgame when he dies because the rest of the movies he's just this pretentious douche who's wrong about the Sokovia Accords and who ends up just buying his way out of everything. Without the first movie, you don't care. But the first movie is so good that you care about all of it. So in my opinion, I I, 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 I hear Huffkamp, I agree. Okay, so Winter Soldier is not in my top 10. It's, it is in my top 15. But I don't think that it's number seven because Iron Man needs to be higher because it's much better in terms of what it does for the MCU. And as a standalone film, it had it, it had, is way worse as a standalone. Film. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not vetoing. I won't either. <laughs> you want to take a shot vetoed. to try? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I would just challenge it with Winter Soldier. It's actually the only movie left that I have higher. Which, than it. which you can't do because he vetoed it right. from okay, number seven. Okay, so it's number seven. Yeah, it's my number nine, but that's okay. All right, all right. Have game. What's number eight? Uh, obviously Winter Soldier, which is double the number it should be at, at the highest yep. number that it I have. Be I actually have it at number nine. Shocking. Very shocking. I have it, it below three. the it first is, Avenger is just so because of, like, uh, of, of the, so the way good. it sets it up. <sighs> yeah, I have it at three. My list guys, is Infinity guys, War, guys, Endgame, I think Winter, Soldier, Winter Soldier, Civil War. Recently. I'm not Winter doing Soldier's anything so about good. it because I like it, but I, I, I think that the first... Uh, uh, Captain America movie was done perfectly. It has everything. That was going to be my challenge, Flynn. That's my challenge. What I have at eight, exactly on the list, I could show it to you right now, is Captain America First Avenger. It's a better... Don't even have it in my... I have it below. It's a better movie. (laughs) Captain America First Avenger (laughs) is better than Captain America Winter Soldier. I will use my challenge here. Captain America First Avenger. I'm going to have to stick to my list. Cap- I have Captain America First Avenger number five. It's a better movie. Winter Soldier is number nine. I'm going to choose. It's not, even, it's not even a third of the movie that Winter it's Soldier much is. Better it's, it's not a much better movie. It's it's very close. Um, um, Flynn and Freddy got a text, and Kevin, you got a call. Pretty hasn't said Winter Soldier is three. That's fine. <laughs> first, Captain America, First Avenger is 11 for Jacob, me. Yeah. I'm texting you. Yeah, it's you. outside the top 10. First event, the only OG, the only origin story that's on the list should be Iron Man. If you count Black Panther as an origin story, but we've kind of already seen true. him. So that is definitely not true. The but number has been received. All of these are origin stories, basically. The number is two. <laughs> Yeah, uh, just like Flynn read Kevin's mind, Kevin read Flynn's. This is a travesty. <laughs> Captain America: First Avenger is at eight. That's fantastic. This so is, far, this my top eight are in my top. Is eight. the worst. That's fine. That we've done. I'm really, really happy with it. You have you have kicked one of the best movies that the MCU has ever done. Maybe off the list entirely. Hopefully, we can salvage that at least. Who's up next? You guys right, who's have up? placed Civil War impossibly high. Black Panther at six? This list sucks. Who's up? up? <laughs> uh, Hove Camp just did that, so it's Flynn. So, Flynn's putting Doctor Strange up. So. <laughs> Doctor Strange sucks worse than First Avenger. They're in my top ten. 
there are only two movies that are being left off right now because the rest of my top 10 we have on the list because Ragnarok, I have it 10, it's on the list. So I'm going to stick to my rankings and rank Guardians of the Galaxy at number nine with Winter Soldier at number 10 for me. But this is right here, Guardians of the Galaxy. I have it above it. I have it above Winter Soldier. I think it's cool. That's a stupid take, awesome. but it's fine. But at nine, it should be there. But like, it's just such a stupid take that Winter Soldier's not in the list. The problem I have with already. Guardians is yes, it's the movie it be climax too. sucks. The movie itself is awesome. The movie climax is while this badass dude was vanquishing humans and people, Quinn. Started, Peter Quinn started Quill. Quill started Quill. Still Quill. Peter Quill medicine nope, woman he started. There was, he, did, he did no sexing. He started dancing Kinda to did. distract him. Yeah. <laughs> it's the dumbest. It's the dumbest. He started doing the sex of the music. It's the dumbest end of the movie ever. And it's hilarious. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's not uh, okay because the actual being pretty from the it. comics would have just killed him and then we would have been over it would have been over i mean it, it's just the whole thing is stupid at that point it ruins the whole thing i'm sorry kevin did you not just watch the holiday special where it comes full circle and they literally talk drink. about drink what did i text uh, last uh, night about the holiday special kevin bacon kevin bacon quill was imitating kevin bacon dancing uh in footloose Pretty. To, uh, what do I think world? of the holiday special? Hang on, I got this. And we you done you a lot said of something about how anyone uh, paid it more is than cute a dollar. and fun, and you have no idea how any sane human being was convinced to spend even one dollar to produce it. What a waste of time and money. Yep, that's what I'm I sorry, think. What a waste of money and time. You put money first. Don't quote that <laughs> crap <laughs> like it matters. Are you kidding me? Guardians, Guardians. Of the galaxy is seventy five percent good, and then ruins itself. It's it's the opposite of the descent. It is great. It's the anti descent. It's great. It's the ascent, if you will. It's the ascent. It's great for seventy percent, and then it goes down. Versus versus the the, the descent, which is terrible for fifty percent of the movie, and then amazing for fifty percent of the movie. Whatever. Yeah. The Descent goes down, skyrockets up. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy goes way up, skyrockets down. I don't care at this point. We're at nine. <laughs> this is Who six cares? flags pretty, over pretty, here. I, hang on. We're, we're at... Uh, pretty, do you have everything, I believe? I do. Pretty has not vetoed or challenged. And this is number nine. And Kevin has nothing I got nothing left. left. I got a veto left. Flynn pretty has, has everything. Flynn has a veto. Here's the thing is... Um, veto. Okay. Interesting, because you had the proper thing, yeah. which was both mine and Kevin's votes on Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I've got <laughs> if he just puts Winter Soldier here, he, it's going to be he, He's choosing chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Who's up next? I like that. Let's do it. Brady's really? up next. Wait, wait, wait. Is that true? Captain yes. America, the Winter Soldier. Why wouldn't you have just challenged it's with okay. that, and it would have been here? It's okay. And then you would be up at 10... I kind of want to well, veto you, right, just right. for chaos, but I also don't want to veto because I like the movie. Stick to your list, Flynn. You've been a model of integrity all show. There's a challenge you could make. All right, I'm going to keep it. None, none right. that would be worthy. I don't have a challenge. 
So oh, okay. Then let's move on. All right, Kevin, you're up for ten. Who's recording these? My, I've, I've been writing listen. them down. <laughs> Hope Camp, Am I the only Hope one that Camp didn't is, write them Hope down? Camp is writing them down. <laughs> I, I, I also have you them. Why I, I also know? have them, but I'm not supposed to. Okay. <laughs> Look, I have them typed out in the Google Drive that I store all of my notes in. So that way, when Pretty is like, have we ranked Christmas movies before? I can not only say yes, I can say, here's a screenshot of the list. <laughs> my top, my top. I didn't know eight. you had a comprehensive notes list for the entire podcast. <laughs> well, so like when it's like, hey, what are my rankings? I type them out of my Google Drive and then I put Just be the inconsistent like the rest okay. of us. Listen, my top eight are perfect. I think that I think the top eight is perfect. Uh, in different orders, but I think perfect. the top eight is the right movies. My nine and ten are Doctor Strange. It's perfect for fuck my, all. My nine and ten are Doctor Strange and Spider-Man Homecoming. Take to put Doctor Strange up that high. I, at nine? I don't think that that's... I yeah. don't think that's... Super a, I don't think it's Very high. I think that it was really well done. I think that Spider-Man Homecoming was really cool because... Characters like the Vulture and Doc Ock and others that they teased in the film, uh, those were different origin stories that that built on the Battle of New York in in a way that the comics were – it was completely different. So it was like you're going to create the same characters in a way that's, that's completely different from the comics, which was really cool. Um, so I liked that about Spider-Man Homecoming – but I think that visually, Doctor Strange is is awesome. So I'm going with Doctor Strange at nine. It's at ten, by the way. But ten. Also gonna go B. Challenge. Challenge. Guardians of the Galaxy. Pretty. I want you to know that while it did work out that Guardians of the Galaxy is at ten, it was stupid of you not to challenge with Winter Soldier when you knew you had the votes. Because um, I would have absolutely put up Guardians of the Galaxy at 10. <laughs> what should have happened is I <laughs> vetoed fair. this at Kevin, <clears throat> and then you two just went head to head. But it's Guardians of the Galaxy. <clears throat> uh, yeah, we all know what Flynn's going to pick yeah. here. He wanted I mean, it I mean, like, um, Doctor Strange is number 12, and Guardians of the Galaxy is number 8, and so they're not super far apart for me, but I like Guardians of the Galaxy. So, Homecoming, Homecoming belongs on this list. It does, um, and that and if, it, if Kevin had picked Homecoming, the, I might yep. not have challenged. He did. No, he picked Doctor Strange. Oh, he did. He picked Doctor Strange, yeah. Homecoming belongs on this list. Doctor Strange does not. Homecoming does belong on this list, uh, certainly over Captain America, First Avenger. First Avenger. Hope Camp, I think our list might be identical. It's not identical, um, but it's close. No, our, like our personal one. Yeah, no, I, that's what He I'm understands. Thinking. What's the recap? If it were identical, you, Ragnarok would have been higher. <laughs> oh, you're right. Okay, fair. fair, fair. What's the recap? <laughs> so what ended up at 10? Uh, the recap is number one, Avengers. Number two, Avengers Endgame. Number three, Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> Sensing a theme. Number four, Avengers Civil no. War. I'm sorry, that's a Captain America movie. Number five, Thor Ragnarok. Finally, we get into the movies that were actually really, really good. Thor um, Ragnarok at five, Black Panther at six, Iron Man at seven, that's Iron Man one, Captain America First Avenger at eight, Winter Soldier, Captain America Winter Soldier at nine, and Guardians of the Galaxy one at ten. Okay. <laughs> I, I, like I prefer our Disney princess list. <laughs> I, I think awful. this is almost a perfect list. 
think I think one. It is, is most of the actual ten in the worst order possible. <laughs> That's what we do. We all generally have the same idea, but just can't come to a consensus. <laughs> it's like we all have the I, same top thought, ten, but we we argue adamantly about it for forty five minutes. <laughs> well, well, so this is, for this one here, when when Kevin's like, "Oh, it's one through his phases one through three, um, I found it very easy to make a cutoff at ten, and then it became a sorting battle, and so I was excited to have the sorting conversation. I was not excited to hear that all of the best movies you all did not like. One movie, one movie did not make it in the top 10 for me, and that was Spider-Man Homecoming. I had that in there instead of First Avenger. Everything as all, else perfect. As all sane men do. I, I had Spider-Man Homecoming in my top 10 as well. It's a phenomenal movie. I Wait, did, what did you not have in there? You didn't have I didn't have Guardians. I actually had Doctor Strange above Homecoming. I did too. I didn't know which Spider-Man to put in there because Homecoming's not the best Spider-Man. It's, it's, that's the problem with it is it's not the best which, Spider-Man yeah. movie that's ever been made. Um, well, no, um, No Way Home is nor the is best. It, nor is it the best no, no. Um, I, Tom Holland I, Spider-Man because it's not the best Tom Holland. No Way, no Way Home is, is the best, the best yes, Tom Holland. Yes, and it's also yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming is worse than Andrew Garfield and 1 and 2 from Tobey Maguire. Definitely Wait, two. I don't. I think I would put it above one mm-hmm. from Tobey Maguire. I thought you were saying. Hold both on. Now we got to go through Andrew Garfield. Another episode. We got to go through and rank Spider-Man. Movies. Well, that's yeah. We're gonna rank Spider-Man movies. It's a top ten of the six. What we had, eight. I feel Spider-Man like that's a nerd movies. debate. Anyway, <laughs> let's end this. Yeah, definitely a nerd debate. Uh, I will graciously end this. You all asked for none of it. Um, we gave it to you anyway. Apologies. Have a drink on us. I apologize. And we'll see you. I say next week, but I definitely mean a sporadic time when we Happy release New again. Year. Happy Hope New when Year. Hope this releases, everyone, oh, everyone has watched. Happy St. Patty's Day, too. Yeah, because that's probably the closer. movie and Willow the show as it's come out. Because it's that good. It's worthy of your time. I hope, man. Nah.